Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. Bless Yehovah, O my soul, and all that is within me bless his set-apart name. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. Bless Yehovah, O my soul, and don't forget his many benefits. We want to talk about a few of them today. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com, find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com, Follow us on redpiltora.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in Hawaii and Vietnam. In case you didn't know, Red Pill Tour can now be heard on Reach Gospel Radio stations in Maryland, Delaware, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. If you are in any of those listening areas, Please listen out for it at 9.30 a.m. on Sundays. Let us know that you heard the program, and please keep us in prayer. This week's Torah portion spells out some of the generous benefits that come from being in covenant with the Elohim of Israel. Now, I would say everyone and everything that is involved in his covenant receives his benefits. Mm -hmm. The reading starts in Leviticus chapter 25. Starting at verse 1, it says, Yehovah spoke to Moshe on Mount Sinai. He said, Tell the people of Israel, When you enter the land I am giving you, the land itself is to observe a Shabbat rest for Yehovah. Six years you will sow your field. Six years you will prune your grapevines and gather their produce. But in the seventh year is to be a Shabbat, or a Sabbath of complete rest for the land. A Shabbat for Yehovah. You will neither sow your field nor prune your grapevines. You are not to harvest what grows by itself from the seeds left by your previous harvest, and you are not to gather the grapes of your untended vine. It is to be a year of complete rest for the land. But what the land produces during the year of Shabbat will be food for all of you, you, your servant, your maid, your employee, anyone living near you, your livestock, and the wild animals on your land. Everything the land produces may be used for food. Daddy, from this passage, I get that everyone gets a break. Israel could rest from the labor of planting and harvesting. The earth could rest from being plowed and hoed. Most importantly, Israel could see their Elohim miraculously provide for them again. This provision wasn't just for them, but for everyone, people nearby, and wild animals included. In some ways, this reminds me of when Yehovah took Israel through the wilderness. They had to learn to trust in the provision of Elohim. Now we know that he provided manna for them to eat. We know that his manna was healthy because it was the staple of their diet for 40 years. Also, we know it was sweet and tasty as described in Exodus 16 verse 31. And soon they would be in a situation where they would have to grow their own food. No more manna from heaven. It would be up to them. But I'm sure their question was, would they have enough to eat if they didn't plant and harvest during that seventh year? There weren't grocery stores or fast food establishments or food giveaways available to them. I can imagine the children of Israel may have struggled with the seven-year Sabbath instruction. Yeah. It does seem counterintuitive, though, to not plant in a land flowing with milk and honey, you know? Mm -hmm. Yet, we know that our ways are not Elohim's ways, 
His thoughts are so much higher than ours, and His intentions are to do us good. Amen. If we are to have any relationship with Elohim, it simply has to be through faith. We remember our father Avraham, who believed Elohim, so Elohim considered Avraham's faith as righteousness. You know, Mama, this reminds me of Chick-fil-A. It seems counterintuitive to close down on a whole day. One of the busiest days of the week for some businesses. Yeah, yet this restaurant seems to outperform its competitors, some of whom are open all day, every day. Now, I did some research to find out why they close on Sundays. Here's a quote I found. Closing our businesses on Sunday, the Lord's Day, is our way of honoring God and showing our loyalty to Him. Chick-fil-A's founder, Truett Cathy, wrote in his book, Eat More Chicken, Inspire More People. He continued by saying, My brother Ben and I closed our first restaurant on the first Sunday after we opened in 1946, and my children have committed to closing our restaurants on Sundays long after I'm gone. I believe God honors our decision and sets before us unexpected opportunities to do greater work for Him because of our loyalty. The financial results certainly suggest that their approach is successful. We've driven past many other burger and chicken restaurants to wait in line for Chick-fil-A food. With Mr. Cathy's demonstrated level of faith, I wonder if Chick-fil-A would be closed on the Sabbath if he were taught to follow Elohim's instruction instead of mainstream Christian doctrine. This is a challenge so many believers have today. We love the Elohim of Israel and we want to obey him. The problem is, we need an adjustment. If we yield to the Ruach HaKodesh, Jehovah's divine chiropractor, he will get everything in proper alignment. More on that in a future podcast. For now, let us delight in resting in our Elohim during the time he set apart for us to rest. Mama, we live in Babylon for now. Some of Jehovah's instructions are not respected by this world system. We don't forgive debts every seven years. We don't respect resting on the seventh day. We cheat in business and we do other things that we feel are to our advantage. When we work based on the rules of this world system, we are cursing ourselves and rejecting the benefits of being in covenant with our Heavenly Father. Daddy, I get what you mean. Many people work without resting Elohim's way. In return, this world system forces more labor from them. They work harder, but the end result is depleted resources and depleted people whose bodies return to the earth. Their spirits have an appointment with Elohim, and too many are not prepared for that appointment. Imagine spending a lifetime working for perishable and non-perishable things, but not enjoying the seventh-day rest He freely gave us. Now imagine standing before Him, trying to explain why we didn't obey His simple instruction. Dad, I'm so glad we finally took that red pill. Mama, in the Torah portion, we learn that the land gets a seventh-year Sabbath of rest. Now that's a great deal. Our Elohim treats His land better than this world system treats the people working for it. Now I get that it doesn't make earthly sense. The blessing of the Sabbath rest is in the faith-based obedience. It's a chukat a commandment that doesn't make sense in earthly wisdom, but it works because Elohim made things work this way. Agreed, Daddy. 
Some of our Christian brothers and sisters may think we're making too big of a deal about this. Mm. They have asked the question, can't you be saved and not keep the Sabbath? Although that's a good question, a better question is, why would you want to knowingly disobey Jehovah at all? Proverbs 4 verse 4 reads, Let your heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. In John chapter 14 verse 23, Yeshua says, If a man loves me, he will keep my words and my Father will love him. Tim, if someone is not convinced that Jehovah's instructions are for them, they can study and find out that it is. If a person decides to not follow the instructions because they simply don't want to, that, pers- that person doesn't have a lack of knowledge problem. They have a heart problem. Mm-hmm. The Apostle Shaul, or Paul, wrote in Philippians 2, verse 12 through 13, My dear friends, you always obeyed when I was with you. Now that I'm away, you should be- obey even more. So work with fear and trembling to discover what it really means to be saved. Elohim is working in you to make you willing and able to obey him. Tim, that's powerful. Mm -hmm. And the answer to that question. So what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and choose which instructions to obey based on how you feel about them? Or would you take the red pill and let the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, work in you to make you willing and able to obey Him? Only you can answer that question. We all want rest, but many embrace the grind trying to earn the rest we all crave, which is freely offered to us by Jehovah or by Yeshua, the Messiah. In Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30, He says, Come to me, all of you who are struggling and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, because I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Mm -hmm. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Daddy, whether we acknowledge it or not, every person is working towards some outcome, working for either Elohim or Hasatan. Here at Red Pill Torah, we are recruiting for Elohim. Amen. His benefits are infinitely better. Amen, Mama. In our last podcast, we read specific examples of how we are to show love to our neighbor. The benefits of serving Elohim even carry over into how we are to care for each other, especially when one of us has fallen on hard times. Leviticus 25, starting at verse 39, says, If a member of your people has become poor among you and sells himself to you, Do not make him do the work of a slave. Rather, you are to treat him like an employee or a tenant. He will work for you until the year of Yovel, which we often refer to as Jubilee. Then he will leave you, he and his children with him, and return to his own family and regain the possession of his ancestral land. For they are my slaves, whom I brought out of the land of Egypt." For that reason, or therefore, they are not to be sold as slaves. Do not treat him harshly, but fear your Elohim. Concerning the men and women you may have as slaves, you are to buy men and women slaves from the nations surrounding you. You may also buy the children of foreigners living with you and members of their families born in your land. You may own these people 
You may also bequeath them to your children to own. From these groups you may take your slaves forever. But as far as your brothers, the people of Israel, are concerned, you are not to treat each other harshly. We see from Elohim's instructions that fellow Israelites are to get preferential treatment, even if they are in a situation of forced servitude. The service cannot last beyond the Jubilee year, so it can't be longer than 50 years. At the end of the servitude, that person goes free with his children back to his ancestral land. Now I heard Elohim's statement claiming Israelites are his servants, who he brought out of Egypt. Since Israelites are his, Elohim designed minimum standards of treatment for even the most impoverished among them. Reading that, you may wonder, does Jehovah play favorites? We hope to tackle that question with answers from the Bible in a future podcast. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Please go back and listen again to what was shared and talk about it with family and friends. Thanks for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Torah, where you you can can handle the truth. truth.